0: Namaskar. In my previous hangout, I had said that four people should be taken in for custodial interrogation on top of Chitra and Anand in the NSC co location scam. Now, to understand this co location scam, there are many parts in this. And I have told you about one thing, which was the getting of the examination paper a day before the exam. Was that the only scam? No, there were several scams. In fact, the very first one, was that NSE did not get the permission of SEBI before it started co-location services. It started it in January 2010, and they did not get SEBI's permission to do that. So essentially, what we are looking at is if a stock exchange does something that doesn't have the blessing of the regulator, which means that any trade that has been done using this new feature is suspect. So do we then say that the last 12 years of trading using co-location is all null and void? You can't do that. Much water has flown down the Ganges. It's now all over Bar the shouting, which is what exactly is happening. So now the government is trying to nail some people, but who they should be really looking at is the first set of. CEO and chairman at the time this co-location was started in NSC. It was a wink, wink, nod, nod situation. If you look at some of the reference links I've provided in the show more section, you'll understand and you'll get an idea of what exactly was the scam. So in Jan 2010, NSC starts co-location and people don't understand what happened and Sebi doesn't even approve it. Sebi itself perhaps didn't know what exactly co-location could do to the trading. It was actually wreaking havoc and this is where I want to try and tell you what really was happening. Now, you, the retail investor in the stock market, you could be in Mumbai, you could be in Bengaluru, you you could be in Delhi, you could be in Ahmedabad, you could be in Kolkata. What you were given was a two megabit per second dial-up speed, two megabit per second today you can easily do using airtel uh, about you know 30 up and 50 down or something of that nature very very fast but in those days the retail trader had only 2 megabits per second connection whereas those who signed up for co-location what is co-location co-location is when the company which wants to do trading at the national stock exchange got a computer right near the National Stock Exchange matching engine server. What is a matching engine server? A matching engine server is a one that matches the buys and sell requests and then gives the thing, okay, you can sell this to this guy at this price and then the deal is over. I collect my commission. The new guy gets his shares. The, the guy who sold it gets his money. Everything is uh, hunky-dory. Collect taxes, hunky-dory, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what happens is when the one of the counterparties is sitting right by the exchange, they get to see everything ahead of time. Now, today, most of the employees in MNCs or even in, in private companies in India, they all have this SIPs. And these are like systematic investment plans. I don't know what exactly it stands for. Let's just go with SIPs. Now SIPs are now being you know, given by your HR department. So the HR will come and tell you, okay, we have approved these four mutual fund companies. You choose which one suits your needs. You can put however much amount you want to put. There are some limits about how much you can and you get tax breaks and so on and so forth. But essentially, they are committing you to put your money in a mutual fund company, right now, what does the mutual fund company do? The mutual fund company has a specialist who is constantly looking at the portfolio that he is managing. A portfolio could be a group of like ten companies that form the mutual fund, and in these ten companies, they'll have weightage. Infosys thirty uh, percent, HDFC twenty five percent. You get the idea. The whole thing will make up hundred percent. Now this person sees that hmm I think Infosys stock is not going to do well so I'm going to reduce my exposure on Infosys and therefore what he wants to do is he wants to sell a thousand shares of Infosys thousand shares now the mutual fund company can't sell the entire thousand in one block because the person who's going to buy it may not be able to take that much quantity in one shot so what they do is they tell their broker okay listen, I don't mind if this lot of 1000 shares gets sold in a range between, say, 2500 rupees to 2000 rupees. I'm just making up these numbers. I don't know what the current stock price of Infosys is. I'm just giving you a number, and it could be any other company also. It doesn't have to be Infosys. 2500 is the upper limit, and I will go as low as 2000 to get rid of this 1000 lot. Now, remember, I told you there are these companies who are sitting in the co location, they are co located. With the NSE's engine. Now these companies, because they are so fast, so close to the NSE matching engine, they see all these requests come first. Remember you, the retail investor is in Bengaluru or even in Mumbai, but you are on a T2MBPS line. These guys are getting it at extremely high speeds. I'm so oversimplifying it at this point, but just take my word for it. The person who's co-located can be hundred many, many times faster than the person who's trying to make the same deal from a faraway location. So what do these companies do? They see that there is a big order of sell coming for the Infosys stock. Infi is a nifty-fifty stock. It is very valued. So people immediately get interested. So this co-location company starts looking at what could be the upper limit and the lower limit of this lot that this particular mutual fund is selling. Now what they do is they try to make some small trades. To establish this high range and low range, how do they do that? They'll first buy 100 shares for say 2,500, and immediately that gets sold. That okay, this is the high high limit. They don't need to have the exact high. They want to know what the low is, and I'll tell you why. So then what they do is okay, this is the high maybe. Now I am going to see what is the low. So they try to buy another 100 shares at say 1,800. Now. The mutual fund has told strict instructions not to go below 2,000 to sell, so 1,800 gets rejected. Then the co-location company makes it to 1,900, still no bite. Then they make it to 2,000. Then immediately the other side sells. So now they have 100 shares bought at 2,500 and another 100 shares bought at 2,000 now they know that the lower limit is 2000 then what they do is they immediately go and buy the remaining 800 at 2000 so what did they do they got 900 shares at 2000 and 100 shares at 2500 we can average say that it is closer to 2000 like more like 2040 or 2050 for the entire lot of 1000 shares right now they bought that and they sit tight you the retail investor also see this thing come on the ticker tape ah Infosys is being sold at 2000. That's a great deal. I want to buy it. Now, you go in and try to place an order for 100 shares at at 2000. No bite. You go 2100. No bite. 2200. No bite. Finally, when you hit whatever the limit this co location company wants to sell this at, at, that's the price. Let's say if they say we will sell this only at 2500, then you, the retail investor, will buy the entire thing at 2500. What is the margin these guys made? between 2050 and 2500. 450 rupees per share, 1000 shares. You do the math, how much money they made. Okay. The point here is that they can do this thing all day long, which means they will keep on winning. They can always be the ones who get to look at all these meaty orders and then sit on it and then sell it at the right price. Now you understand what I'm talking about. In terms of like ticket scalping, that this is actually something similar to selling uh, cinema tickets in the black market outside. You go and buy the entire uh, tickets from the uh, theater for the particular show, and then you sit outside and wait and see all the people who are coming in to watch the movie. And they say, okay, you say, well, this is the price today. You want to buy it? This is the price. So the guy, has already invested one hour, sitting in the traffic, getting dressed. Everybody is all ready to go. They have a planned evening. They want to watch the movie. They want to go and eat at the mall, whatever. So this kind of stuff is what this co-location was doing. So without completely understanding the implications, this was enabled then uh, at NSA, And and Sebi didn't, I don't. No, if SEBI even said, yes, this is okay, this is approved, because SEBI would have normally had to have a white paper, a discussion with all the different exchanges, get all their inputs, and then only put this into practice. Whereas NSE just ramrodded the thing into everybody's down everybody's throat, and suddenly all those who got in at the co-location level, they got a big, they got to make a big killing. Okay, it didn't stop here. The next thing they did was remember I told you that this game can be won by the co-location exchanges only if they control all the big stock movements of a particular company. So what they did next was the companies who are located in the Bandra Kurla complex, which is where the NSE is located. Now, they also wanted to be able to be the first to look at all the trades that were coming in the Bombay Stock Exchange, which was located at some distance away. What they did was they laid down a super fast line. And now, what they could do was if somebody was offloading Infosys stock on the Bombay Stock Exchange, they could get first dips at that one too. So, that was the other uh, thing that NSC allowed, and that was also not legal. So, there are lots of things, lots of technical nuances here. And I hope that the 30 plus man team that CBI has uh, assigned to investigate this looks into all these things. But my first suspect would be how did SEBI allow? NSC to do co location without checking how good or bad it was, how it was going to hurt the retail investor. The retail investor stood no chance, in my opinion. Therefore, this should have been nipped in the bud. They didn't do that. And that was the biggest black mark against SEBI. And who was the SEBI chairman at that point? Bhave. And who was the NSC uh, uh, chief executive officer? Ravi Narayan. Now, play this out. Ravi Narayan is Back is holed up in London. I don't think he's going to come out. India will have to go through all the paperwork process to get him back here to try him for whatever crimes that they are going to tell he committed. But Bhave is here. CB Bhave is in India. They take him in and do a custodial interrogation as to how the heck or who told him to allow NSE to do co-location trading. And I'll, I'll also tell you, finance ministry made a huge error in judgment when they said that they will pick up the legal expenses of mr kb krishnan and ramesh abhishek in their private lawsuit that was started by 63 moons founder jignesh shah for 10000 crores why should the government foot the bill how did the government foot the bill and who in the finance ministry suggested and got it approved come on now there are these are very serious questions So Tomorrow, if peace Chidambaram being the finance minister also says, well, I was also doing my job. You should put my bill also. Will the government do that? So this is nonsense. They need to first break that. They have to go back and collect all the money that has been paid towards the legal fees for defending these two rascals in the court. They have to do this. Otherwise, I will not take it that this government has the intent to throw all the bandicoots in jail. Then if you don't first stop this nonsense, then how do we know that you are serious, that people can be put to investigate? Investigate what? This is a difficult crime to investigate. A lot of data has been destroyed. So. It's not an easy one. At the same time, there have been some glaring omissions, and those are the ones that have to be caught. And once you understand who or how the line of communication from where this emanated, you will be able to find the problem. There's also a couple of other black and white, black and white uh, crimes committed. Those also have those people have to be sent to jail. For example, I'm talking about the OPG based in New Delhi, and again. All these things have to be done in, in parallel and you have to do it quickly. And the judge was correct in asking what the heck was CBI doing for four years. My article about HFT and how this co location is a bad thing came in 2015, April 10th. Almost seven years now since I wrote that article. Thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel. And also please click on the bell button. Namaskar.